0: Hey everybody, this is Filmin' in Between. Today we are here with Russell Brownlee. He is my brother-in-law and just phenomenal director and filmmaker. So um, yeah, thanks man for being just a part of this today.
1: Yeah buddy, no worries.
0: Cool, so um, tell me about where you grew up and your upbringing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, well I was actually born and raised on the east coast of the U.S. So I grew up in kind of everywhere between Virginia Beach and uh, Florida, uh, my dad worked for the government, so um, we literally lived uh, kind of all over the place. I actually lived in Japan when I was a kid for three years, um, D.C., Virginia Beach, Florida, kind of all over the place. We moved quite a bit, and then I kind of finished um, high school in in Virginia Beach, which is like just a little kind of like Navy Beach town in the middle of the East Coast, kind of a cool spot. Nice.
0: Um, and like, talk to me about how you got started in film, and like, what intrigued you about it?
1: Totally. Well, I've always been. Um, when I was a kid, I traveled with my parents a bunch, and uh, then I got into surfing. Surfing was something I got really interested in, probably in high school, and it was always a big part of like, you know, skateboarding, surfing, punk rock shows it was all kind of what I grew up on. Um, nice. Then. Yeah, then like I, I I when I was in college, I decided to study abroad. I went to Australia for a year and um, kind of broadened my horizons to travel and then went to Indonesia and kinda of started traveling there and I realized in the travels I was like I wanted to tell stories. So I wanted to tell stories of people I came across, people I met. Um, and also got pretty passionate about working with nonprofit organizations and, and kind of doing Uh, projects for them that they could then in turn use to raise support so that's kind of how I it was really just a matter filmmaking kind of was just a vehicle to travel and surf and tell stories and just kind of experience the world around me you know
0: yeah so like back then like when you kind of look back when you're like in college what was like the what was like kind of like the dream back then
1: I mean just I I remember I got a call from it was this group called surfing the nations and they kind of go all over the world and and surf and, and work with local nonprofits. And they called me and they're like, hey, you want to go to Indonesia? I think I was like 20 years old. And like, yeah, bring your camera, bring your board, go for it. <laughs> that, was, that was kind of the start. And I just started realizing somehow, it's funny because people talk to me now, they're like, oh, how did you get into it? And it's like, well, it just kind of happened. It was just a natural, I think so much of what we do is an aesthetic thing and you have to have that aesthetic, you know? Yeah. It, you can try hard. I, I know for me, if I put certain time and effort into a job, it definitely or to a project, it definitely shows, but I know for me so much of it is just when you know it, you know it. You -hmm. can can take something that happens in front of you and then kind of uh, retell that story through the medium of film. It's such an aesthetic kind of natural thing, you know, it's not something that I think can be fully learned.
0: Mm, That's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, And what, I don't know if you mentioned, what college did you go to?
1: I went to a small liberal arts school in northeast Florida called, Flagler College and it's they had a film program they had a documentary program I did both Um, it was a tiny little like kind of beach school it's actually really blossomed now Um, but I went to school there studied documentary film and communication and made a super eight short film and made a documentary about a couple of my friends that were artists and surfers and um, it's a great place to go to school and it's the oldest city in the nation so it's kind of a a lot of inspiration there a lot of cool kind of ideas to pull from i'd love one day to go back there and shoot a feature i think It'd be really cool
0: that's awesome that's cool so um so you kind of talked about traveling a little bit and so how many how many countries have you actually traveled to
1: it's kind of, you know it's funny cuz i i i i've always seen that as kind of like this place of pride and yeah. then a friend the other day told me he was like, Hey, have you heard of this app that, you know, whatever counts all the countries you've been to. So I went on it and I, I, I officially counted it. It's about 55 now. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> is awesome. And I'd say of those 55, we've probably done some sort of project on all different scales in probably 30, 30 countries. Wow. So it's, yeah, man, it's been cool. And it's, but it's funny because I, I tell I tell people this all the time. Like I've done four projects in Haiti, <laughs> you know, four different trips in Haiti. Um, I've done like, uh, you know, four different projects over like six different trips to Nicaragua. Um, things like that, like South Africa three times, like just different places. Like there's places I've been uh, multiple times that um, that has been really awesome. And my, my parents lived in Australia for a time, so we kind of based out of there for a little bit. So it's been great. You know, it's funny. It's a it's a fine balance in the work I do because I I've done a lot of projects that I'm not incredibly proud of, but I got such a great experience of getting to go to these places and experience them and then kind of have those in my back pocket now to go back to and do the projects that I'm really excited about, you know. So
0: Totally. No, that's cool. Um so I know you mentioned a little bit, but kind of like talk to me about just the love for traveling and why? Why it's like important for you to be able to go to these places and kind of like tell these people stories and people in foreign,
1: foreign areas. It, it's it's interesting, man. Because I started. I've probably been doing this for about twelve years. And when I started, there was no such thing as social media. I think MySpace was kind of around.
0: MySpace.
1: Yeah, so there wasn't many outlets, you know. So we would do these little projects and literally just hand out DVDs when we got back, and um, it. The travel is so much fun, and I enjoy it so much. And I love just—I've um, said it before. Um, I've written this a lot, actually. Um, it's like a it's such a huge, huge blessing when somebody lets you into their world. Yeah. You know, whether that's sharing um, a meal or speaking on camera, or I don't know. I just—I pr- I love. I just pride myself on being able to kind of watch these quiet moments happen in front of me. Um, I remember sitting in a, a woman's house making tortillas in Guatemala and it was just like the most pure moment ever and you're just sitting there filming her kind of go through this process she's done for, you know, the same process that's been happening probably for hundreds of years. And it's just her and I and it's just an amazing little moments. And cool, I, huh? Yeah, it's like those little times that happen, um, it's just really special. Or just, you know, I remember jumping on the back of a motorcycle in Sri Lanka one time with my camera shortly after the tsunami, um, with my friend and we just were ripping around these, you know, dirt roads. And it's just like this, these little times happen. you just don't forget them. And, and I think that now that I'm a bit older and have a family, um, I'm actually, it's funny, we t- we're talking now cause I'm leaving for Kenya and Rwanda for a sh- for a project on, on Sunday. And I still have that same, uh, like excitement, you know, the excitement of just sitting down with someone um, and 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 kind of getting a a little glance into their world and then getting to capture it with a camera um I've worked with crews you know I've worked with fifty man crews directing commercials you know when you have everyone kind of you know at your disposal, and I still really love when it's just me and a few other people just going and telling a story that you know i just don't I think it's so pure and it's great now too, because that world of that kind of small uh you know kind of cinematically yet story driven uh like story storytelling it's 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 a it's there's so many outlets for it now and it's really Mm -hmm. awesome you know like to be able to come back and and kind of put it together and have it kind of go to the masses through the internet and all these different outlets which is great so
0: that's cool that's awesome now so kind of going off of that um from traveling and going to these different countries has do you think it's changed your perspective
1: of how you see the world and just life? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's you know, I I I'm one of those things. It's one of those things where I never go to a place where you want to call it a developing nation, or you know, um, or even just a place that I think is far more beautiful than where I live. I never go to these places and 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 either regret or become envious of of where I am because I really feel like it just helps you gather a better appreciation for where you live on either side. You know, whether you're working in kind of developing places like Africa or Haiti or, you know, Central America, I don't come home and feel guilty. I come home and feel very, um, like honored that I get to live where I get to live. And then also to have the means to go and tell the stories that I get to tell, you know, it's, it's, um, one story comes to mind. My wife, uh, was pregnant with our daughter and this was three years ago now. And, um, I did a story in rural India for this birthing hospital. It was a little short film we did called um, What We Do Here. It's on my, like, Vimeo page. And um, it's funny because we just spent a week with this doctor who had left everything in the States and come back to his family in India to revamp this hospital and turn it into this, like, birthing hospital, basically. Where, And then over the course of, I think, two or three years, they took the child mortality, mortality rate from, like, Something just crazy, like eighty percent down to like fifteen percent. So here I was with a wife at home who was six months pregnant in India, watching these women give birth in some of the most just for what for what what we would consider just really you know kind of terrible conditions. But it was actually so much better than anything they would ever um, experienced. Like these women would survive, the kids would survive. It was wow. amazing. And that really, for me, I'm just coming back to, like, doctor visits and, you know, the anxiety of having your first kid and go, oh, well, it's, it's not that bad. I'm so blessed to be where I live, yeah. you know? So it's cool. Like, those kinds of things, I think those little moments give you this, um, these real huge kind of uh, these thankful moments and, and just kind of they inspire, you know, the, the life that I have now. And then it also inspires me to go back and to continue and tell the stories that we can, you know. That's cool.
0: No, that's so good. Um, yeah, I think I think for a lot of filmmakers who haven't really traveled to do film, so whether it's just in the U.S. or abroad, I think it can be. I think it could be a stressful thing just to kind of think about logistics of like scouting, language barriers, scheduling, equipment rentals, like all that stuff because you're just outside of your comfort zone, outside of your local city. So maybe talk to me just kind of a general process that you've seen work for yourself of just having a successful shoot in a foreign place outside of your normal city?
1: Totally. Yeah, I you know, it's funny because people ask me this a lot and I've actually, I've had a lot of producers and uh, other filmmakers kind of come to me and ask me these questions. And it, to be honest with you, there is no right way to do it. <laughs> it's, I can tell you there's a few wrong ways probably. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I... It's funny, I just shot for the seventh time in Nicaragua, and this time they decided to confiscate our cameras the entire time we were there. Oh my God. So and this was like, like I said, the seventh time I shot Nicaragua, and um, you know, for one thing, like we use carnets, any kind of documentation, looking as official as we can without looking like a television crew. Mm. That's a big part of it for me. Um, you know, we'll do jobs. We, I, I, we, I have a small production company. We use all these different, we have all the, you know, big cinema cameras like the reds and all that. But, you know, we bring smaller cameras if we feel like it's a better storytelling machine. Um, we, we have everything from real documentation to documentation that's not real at all, but looks real. Um, it kind of just comes like on the logistical side, it's kind of there. I'm very fortunate now to have producers that take care of a lot of this stuff. So I can kind of focus more on what I love to do, which is the storytelling and the image capturing too. I mean, I love, you know, operating the camera on smaller shoots and things like that. Um, So for instance, like this next job we're doing, um, I, you know, I've prided myself over the years. I grew up watching documentaries. I made a feature doc straight out of college um, about the civil rights uh, movement and my goal was to always tell stories as, as best we can, but as beautifully as possible. Yeah. Um, I am a cinematographer at heart as well. You know, uh, I am a cinematographer as well, and I, I, I um, So many things, so many projects that I, documentaries I've seen. I just they're gorgeous stories, but I feel like if you can add that aesthetic of beautiful imagery, mm-hmm. which is so easy with cameras nowadays, you can really add to your story. So usually, I, I go into a project. With a, a rough outline, a rough schedule, uh, I kind of have an idea of a few vignettes that I would like to capture while I'm there to kind of get that cinematic edge. And then I also kind of have an idea of who we'd like to interview. Like, for instance, this job that we're doing in Africa next week. Um, I kind of have three levels of interviews that we're going to be doing, you know, the very base, which will be with some of the farmers in the area we're going, you know, it's like an on the ground kind of perspective of what's going on. And then we have the local indigenous workers, the people who are from the country working for the organization. They kind of speak to like the idea that the, they're not only changing people's lives, but also creating jobs, you know? And then mm-hmm. our third level is kind of what we call like a spinal interview. It's the interviews with the guys who started the organization and kind of like having them speak to the actual, uh, you know, the fruition of the organization as well as like the, the everyday goings on. So that's kind of the approach. And then, you know, I know what I want to get, but we're also very open and willing to kind of just go with the flow and see what happens, you know.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And then you, usually with those type of shoots, you have like somebody local there, right? Totally. That's, that's kind of showing you around, kind of showing you kind of just different locations and all that, right?
1: For sure, whether we're shooting in Europe or Africa or Central America or South America, uh, any sort of fixer is, is huge. Um, we have some great guys that we've worked with around the world. Um, in, this, in the case of what we're working with, kind of featuring a nonprofit, uh, we end up working with usually fixers that come within the company that kind of handle media. Um, but then outside of that, there's, you know, in countries that have maybe a bit trickier <laughs> regulations on the government side. Uh, you know I know Indonesia we've had fixers where they you don't even go through customs <laughs> they, they grab you and you somehow just go around and you're good to go so, oh my gosh yeah, so but again, like I said i shot in I shot three spots in Europe last year, so it's not all you know dusty third world kind of conditions. We kind of just travel wherever you know wherever the jobs are so it's great
0: that's cool. Um, so yeah, let's kind of like talk about family for a little bit. So you're an amazing husband, amazing dad. Um, so kind of talk to me about traveling and shooting and how, how do you balance pursuing your dreams and the things you love to do, but at the same time being a great husband and father to your family?
1: Yeah, it's man, it's, you know, this, um, just from the travel that you've had to do, but it's, it's never easy. Um, but at the same time. It's just all about being on the same page. I know initially um, when I first was married, I would take every job that came across the table. And, and now that I've been kind of at it for 10 to you know, 12 years and have kind of created more of like a structured business, um, it really, it's, it's been great because I can kind of pick and choose a bit more. One thing that I, I have to, one thing I can encourage is I realize because of the way that I like to travel um, and I've done it so much, I kind of want to travel on my own terms, so that means, you know, I only want to work with people that respect me as a family man. I want to work people with people that I that you know that that know who I am and what I stand for. Yeah. Um, I also want to work with people that you know um, are, are equally as passionate. You know, like are willing to get dirty and kind of get out there. Um, it's tough, you know, when I first started traveling and I was you know with my wife, we were using phone cards, you know, and now for. <laughs> now you can FaceTime from anywhere, you know, so it's, or Skype from anywhere. So it's gotten easier because of technology. And also you just have to have that understanding of, you know, this is what I do. Um, and this is, and I know what my wife respects and doesn't respect and I have to just be really kind of in tune with that. So
0: that's good. No, that's really good. Um, so, so yeah, kind of, I want to kind of go into just talking about delegating, like, I've just seen you do business and work, and you're really good. You're really good at delegating things to other people, um, and kind of taking taking things on off your plate. I mean, I'm sure there's things that you always have to do that you don't necessarily want to do, but I think you do a really good job of letting things try to give it to other people things that you don't necessarily want to do or have the passion to do. So, kind of. Kind of talk to me about the importance of delegating and keeping your focus on the areas
1: of things that you're passionate about. Thanks, man. Yeah. I, thank you, Garrett, for the call. Yeah. You know, man, it's funny because I'd say, and I, I don't know for sure, but I'm probably the first generation here, you know, 10, 15 years in of, like, this, like, digital film revolution, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I learned the craft on things like Final Cut 3 and digital cameras or you know shot, cameras that shot to tape that could be digitized basically i mean i still love shooting with 16 millimeter and, and and eight millimeter but at the time it was like it was probably one of the first generations of filmmakers that had this like access to everything right in front of you yeah you could shoot it direct it write it produce it edit it graphics art direction everything you could do it all yourself mm-hmm. and make it exactly where and that's really where i came from is this diy world and um and I liked it, but as I got kind of more got into my craft more, I started realizing there's things about this that I hate. <laughs> you know I mean, and there's things about this that I'm not as good at, you know? Yeah. Um, I remembered I, a big thing, if you want to talk about documentaries, I went to Zambia and I did these stories about this well-building organization, a microfinance organization, kind of a partner job. And I got home and I was cutting the piece and I was going, I'm too close to this. I'm cutting this like it's a vacation reel you know like it's a trip that I did and I'm like trying to cut something together so I can show people yeah I was missing the story I was missing the poignant events because I was too tied to it so that's when I realized oh sometimes it's better to have other people cut um I started you know directing commercials and I even worked as a director of photography on some commercials and I started realizing man there's guys that are way better than me when it comes to lighting and and camera operation and you know as soon as I started pushing that over on bigger productions to have operators and camera, uh, you know, DPs and gaffers and things like that, I started realizing, wow, this is amazing. So I've, I've, in the last probably five years, I've, I've really tried to focus more on what I'm passionate about, which is storytelling, uh, you know, camera operation on smaller jobs, but just really the overall aesthetic of what I do. And I think that that's the biggest thing I can tell people, that when you can start handing work off, you take a hit on the payment but I really think your work starts benefiting when you can start letting go of more and more of creativity. I, I, I don't say creativity, but the tools that kind of get you to where you need to be. Yes. And that's a big thing for me. I realize now I'm working with editors that are, you know, six, seven years younger than me and they know so much more than me and it's awesome. That's
0: <laughs> you know? cool. And you get a different perspective.
1: Too. Totally. Totally. I worked on a, on a feature doc a couple of years ago and, the editor was very tied to the film, and it wasn't until they kind of got rid of that editor and moved it over into another world uh, that the film started really taking uh, more of a more of like the way that we shot it. We started seeing, seeing the essence of the movie come out because this editor was able to come out of left field and just say, This is the way this thing should go, you know. So I think that's really important.
0: That's cool. No, that's really good. Um, and then I kind of also wanted to talk about raising up other people, and that's another. Thing I've really seen you do with um, with people that you work with, and have kind of brought on under your wing, like a lot of a few of those people, like didn't weren't really involved in the film industry too much, and you, and they had an interest, and you kind of brought them on your wing and kind of raised them up, and now now they're doing really great, and success they're successful in the film industry. So, kind of talk about the importance for you of like raising up other people and believing in other individuals who are looking to be involved in film
1: yeah you know man it's funny because um when i whether it's was surfing or just growing up i kind of grew up in a in a tough kind of circle of kids and uh, a lot of us are still friends but man i never had like mentorship and for me a big thing of what i've always wanted to be able to do is mentor people um you know whether it's like through traveling or through just working together um uh it's it's something that i really wanted to be able to kind of hand off something i never had you know I've always thought of, you know, who knows, maybe one day teaching or um, even the jobs that we do that are smaller, um, I love bringing guys into it that are a bit less experienced and just seeing how excited they are and and how pumped they are to kind of work on a project like that. So, to what you're saying, and I really enjoy the mentoring side of things. That's Uh, cool. And I learn from other people too. You know, I, I, I work with guys that are super young right now that know way more than me about certain things and I feel like I can hand off other things. And it's, it's something I never really had, never really had somebody like bring me under their wing. So I, I'm really happy to kind of pay that forward if you will, you know? Um, and I also know too, I mean, that's, you know, I know you've talked to a couple other guys that I've worked with and, and we, had, we've had to fight you know? <laughs> again, being from that digital world and not really coming from a proper film background or going to a huge film school, you got to kind of fight for what you want to do, you know? Yeah. And that's really how I kind of even now that I'm doing more commercial direction and uh, you know, doing, working on kind of script writing and things like that. It, it's something that, you know, you kind of got to fight to get there. And it's, I know I love it. There's like, I love not to get totally off course, but I love even now like, I got like Carrie Fukunawa and directors like that. Like those guys were cinematographers at one time Yeah. and they were helping their buddies out on movies. And well, he's
0: still, that. he's still shooting.
1: Some exactly. Of stuff. Yeah. Exactly. You know, or like the Soderbergh thing. Or I know like we like, um, there's a lot of directors that kind of come from that world and I love seeing that that it's like not a proper world and that's where I think with I tell the, like the young guys that I work with not to get off talk too much I tell them this listen like I'm not I don't do everything right I do a lot of things wrong but you know take what you can from from the time that we spend together and then just keep going you know and that's the biggest thing I can tell them and just you know when you get on another set you're going to realize man Russell was so wrong for doing this but at least I learned that yeah. <laughs> at least I experienced it so that's
0: good Totally. No, that's cool. So, um, I think to kind of conclude this, um, I think just, wanted to talk, to, talk about the impact of stories and, um, just, just how they can just creating a simple video, short film commercial, um, has the ability to impact somebody and, in, in just a really, just really big way. And, and uh, whether that's kind of like creating joy or just um, just more just on an emotional level or giving somebody hope Um, and I know you I know you have like a real heart to kind of um, create stories that have impact on people so kind of talk to me about why it's important for you to tell these stories and just to keep telling them in the future
1: yeah yeah man I you know it's funny like whether it's a, I, I told people this a lot actually, that but whether it's you know it's a, a union commercial set in L.A. or you know rural Africa, um, there's a story to be told. And even if the script is not what you are super excited about, or if um, you know maybe your 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 vision isn't going the exact direction, there's still a story there, and there's still something to be told, and there's still like a way that you could impact one person, or you know one person might see something and be really excited. I've done so many commercial uh, jobs and branded content. Then I shoot, I'm just like, oh my God, like the story, the interview wasn't good or like, oh, the story really wasn't there. And then I, you know, we put it out and it gets released and, and people are like, oh man, I love that because I do this and I can relate to it. Or I have a friend that is so into this and he can relate to that. And I think that's the big thing is that you just have to really, there's no, like don't take any job for granted. Um, I, I've i worked on so many branded pieces where I'm just like, this is such like a crap shoot. And then the ed- and we finish the edit. I'm like, oh, I'm proud of this, yeah. you know? <laughs> totally. So I think that that's that's like a, that's the biggest thing is that like there's there's like the little like mustard seed in everything, you know, like everything that we do, there's something that, you know, this, it will impact someone, you know, and whether that's cinematography or like whether that's the story or whether that's just the lighting or the, the cut, whatever, you know, if there's something that's going to be there that people are going to get really excited about, you know. So I think that that's my thing. Don't take any job for granted and just really, you know, find – find the story and everything and then kind of just go from there you know
0: that's good so good um cool man well did you want to add anything else
1: no i just i'm really excited thanks for having me garrett and i think the biggest thing is just yeah i just i'm just do what you love man have a good time and um you know i don't spend too much time worrying about what other people think just kind of put your head down and and enjoy yourself you know
0: that's good dude well thank you so much for doing this today. yeah
1: man thank you i appreciate it